This is a sermon preached on July 12th, 2020 at Sure Foundation Lutheran Church located in Brandon, South Dakota on the basis of Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 to 42. We all have heroes. Now, I don't mean that we all have someone that pushed us out of the way of a moving train. What I mean is that we have people that we look up to. These are people we admire for their personality or their character traits or any number of things. They're our role models. And we aspire to resemble some of those same traits in our lives. Maybe you can think of a person or two that you would say you look up to in this way. Is there someone that you look up to specifically for their faith? It could be a family member or a friend. It could even be someone that you have never met. Maybe somehow you heard the story of an individual that inspired you in your faith or encouraged you to stay in the word. That concept has always intrigued me. Being inspired by someone that you've never met. I know personally that I've been inspired and encouraged in my faith by people that I don't know at all. I've never talked with them, yet their story and they have had an impact on my faith life. It's an intriguing concept. Do you have somebody like that? Oftentimes, this is a person of faith who has an inspiring story about enduring what seemed to be unendurable. They went through something that was so severe, yet they kept the faith. When you hear their story, you are inspired by their commitment to the gospel and their love for God. There are plenty of characters in scripture like this, but the most noteworthy, perhaps, is Job. Job was a believer in the Old Testament times, maybe around the time of Abraham, who had it all. (laughs) He had a beautiful, big family. He had a large, gorgeous house with land. The land was filled with many animals that he owned. He had many workers and maintained his estate. He was rich, possibly one of the richest men in the world. Basically, life was good for Job. But in just two chapters of the Bible, we see Job lose everything. His children, his house, his animals, his servants, and even his health. His wife and his friends were even encouraging him to curse God and die. The whole book of Job is an account of this wrestling match that Job has with the concept of suffering. Yet, in the end, Job did not lose the faith. He remained strong in his faith in God. Job is inspiring. But the the story of Job always makes me wonder, would I be faithful like Job? If I lost as much as him, would I remain faithful to God? If God took away the roof over my head, the food on my table, the health in my bones, and the family that I love, would I remain committed to him? I suppose every believer asks themselves that after reading Job. But it basically all boils down to one question. If you stripped away all the earthly blessings that God gives us, if all the blessings were gone, would you still love serve, and worship God as God? That's the question that makes you think. That's a question that we're going to talk about in the context of our reading this morning. We're picking up right where we left off last week in the book of Matthew. 
Jesus is speaking with his disciples before he sends them out. He was sending them out to preach the message of repentance and the gospel to the surrounding area, but he was sending them out with a warning. There will be people that despise you on account of me. Just because you believe and teach the message of Jesus, some may even try to kill you. But Jesus encourages the disciples to proclaim. Keep proclaiming the message. It is not a message to be ashamed of, but one to have confidence in. And so we pick up this morning in Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. Jesus says, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. This is God's word. Would you have guessed that the first verse of our section was even in the Bible? <laughs> it seems contrary to everything we know about Jesus, doesn't it? Remember when, when the angels came to announce Jesus' birth? You know what they said? They said, peace to earth. Jesus was supposed to bring peace. His message is one of peace and unity. So why are we hearing Jesus say, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword? Were the angels wrong? The disciples had to be confused by this as well. They were still under the impression that Jesus was here to restore Israel, meaning that they were still holding on to the thought that Jesus was some sort of political Messiah. They thought Jesus would unite Israel, make it the powerhouse it once was, and bring peace back into Israel under his rule. That was the thought that was lingering in the minds of the disciples. But instead, they hear Jesus saying that there will be fighting within families. Sons versus fathers, daughters versus mothers, daughter-in-laws versus mother-in-laws. And this would not just be regular old fighting like where you're going to spend Christmas this year. This would be fighting on account of Jesus. Which means some family members would believe in Jesus while others wouldn't. It means that some family members would obey Jesus and be committed to him while other members either wouldn't believe, or they may say they believe, but would go on living as if they don't care about Jesus at all. In many of these cases, the faithful ones in the family will be forced to choose. Do they love their family member more than God? Are they going to excuse a sinful lifestyle and sinful behavior just because they are family? Or are they going to remain faithful to God and his word, even if it costs them their relationship with family? This is a highly emotional subject. 
It's important to acknowledge that because at times, interacting with family is difficult enough, but now interact with them carrying a message that Jesus said will be divisive. The message that was supposed to bring peace, but because of unbelief, will divide people. Unbelievers and unbelievers. And believers and unbelievers, committed and uncommitted, will be at odds, even in families. Job lost his family to a storm that collapsed his house. It was tragic. You may lose relationships with your family because of your belief in Jesus. It's just as tragic. But the question we posed earlier still remains. If you strip away all the earthly blessings that God has given to us, if it was all gone, including family, would you still love, serve, and worship him? God is very clear on what he expects. He expects us to love him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength. There are no exceptions. Complete devotion to God, which means that we would remain committed to him no matter what happens, no matter how our life goes, no matter what possessions or relationships we stand to lose. Total devotion. Christian Rieger was a man who lived through World War II. He was, a, he was Christian and was a part of the Confessing Church in Germany with the likes of Dietrich Bonhoeffer and Martin Niemöller. This church continued to preach the gospel during World War II and spoke out against the immoral rule of Hitler's Nazis. Christian paid a price for speaking the gospel and for speaking against injustice. His own organist turned him into the Gestapo, and he was shipped off to a concentration camp at Dachau. Up until this point, Christian would say that he was very blessed. But much like Job, every apparent blessing in his life had been stripped away when he entered Dachau. The atrocities that he saw and the life that he lived caused him to question God's existence amidst his suffering. But God was with Christian. Even during the time where every earthly blessing seemed to be stripped away, with the encouragement of a letter from his wife and another prisoner in the camp, Christian held on to the words of Acts chapter 4, verses 26 to 29, which says this, The kings of the earth rise up, and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Every ounce of Christian wanted to be mad at God for allowing all this to happen. But God's word was with him to strengthen him. God was with him to strengthen him. He had been stripped of every earthly blessing, yet he never let go of God. Christian became known as the chaplain of Dachau because he began gathering groups of people together in the camp to worship and study scripture. A long while after World War II, when when Dachau was a historical tourist site, Christian would even hang out there and answer people's questions and tell them about Jesus and how Jesus was with him through everything in in that camp. Now to us, strength like that seems impossible or unattainable. To be like Job or Christian Rieger seems far-fetched. You know, without God, 
they would not have been able to endure what seemed to be unendurable. But with God, they had the strength to remain firm. They had the strength to keep the faith without all of the earthly blessings. Strength like that only comes from Jesus. You see, as impressive as Job's story is, or Christian Rieger's story is, only Jesus could give them the power to pick up their cross and follow him. Because Jesus picked up his cross first. Jesus demands total devotion. But we get our strength to do that because he showed total devotion to us first. Jesus left the comfort and safety of heaven to enter our mess. He entered this world trading comfort for pain, trading power for weakness, trading status for abuse. He didn't choose We didn't choose our suffering. (laughs) Job didn't choose his suffering. Christian Rieger didn't choose his suffering. But Jesus did. He knew what would happen to him, yet he willingly picked up his cross and carried it. He carried it to Calvary where sin was paid for. He lost his life so that you could find yours. Jesus gave you true life, that is, forgiven life, a life of spiritual hope and peace, Eternal life in heaven with Jesus. That is true life. Jesus says, whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. If you imagine that true life can be found in the earthly blessings of your life, you're mistaken. True life is found in Jesus. And true life is worth giving every earthly blessing to preserve. True life is worth promoting as well. Jesus says that it won't all be opposition and pain. There will be some that accept the message of Jesus and support those who bring the message. These are people who know what true life is. That's you. You know what true life is and where to find true life. You know that true life is given through the word and through Jesus. You know that supporting ministers of the gospel is important. Showing hospitality to Christians is godly work. And taking care of children is a high honor in God's kingdom. That was Jesus' encouragement to the disciples and his encouragement to you. Support gospel ministry and give thanks for those who support gospel ministry. Because they know what true life is. We may still wonder. Would I remain faithful if I was stripped of every earthly blessing? If left alone to my own strength? No way. But Jesus gave up his life so that you could find yours. And he gives us the power to give up our life in order to find him. Amen.